More than 30,000 Cisco devices have been compromised with a new iOS XE Zero Day. Kansas courts are down after a suspected ransomware attack, and Russian hackers compromise 11 Ukrainian telcos. This is Risky Business News, prepared by Kathleen Kampanu. Today is October 18th, and this podcast episode is brought to you by application allow listing software maker Airlock Digital. 30,000 Cisco devices have been compromised with a zero-day vulnerability. The vulnerabilities in Cisco's iOS XE web interface and allows a remote, unauthenticated attacker to create an account that has full access to the device. The bug has a severity rating 10 out of 10 and is very easy to exploit. Cisco says its customer support teams discovered the attacks in late September while investigating customer reports. It's working on a patch and has asked customers to disable the HTTP server feature on their iOS XE routers and switches. This is the second iOS XE zero day that Cisco has discovered in the last month. Russian cyber espionage group Sandworm compromised the networks of 11 Ukrainian telecommunication providers between May and September this year. According to Ukraine's CERT, Sandworm deployed backdoors to harvest data and disrupted equipment, causing outages for some customers. The Sandworm group has carried out multiple destructive attacks against Ukrainian networks since Russia's invasion of Ukraine. Court systems across Kansas have switched to using pen and paper in the aftermath of a cyber attack that took down some of its IT systems. Residents who have to pay court fees or file paperwork have been asked to visit courthouses in person or deliver documents via fax or mail. Kansas officials say that recovering from the attack will take at least two weeks. The incident is suspected to be another ransomware attack, with a similar incident hitting some Florida courts last week. An APT group has compromised the secure USB drives used by an Asian country's government to safely store and physically transfer data between sensitive networks. The attacks took place in early 2023 and were described as extremely targeted. According to Russian security firm Kaspersky, the group compromised the software that runs on the secure USB drives. Kaspersky researchers haven't revealed which government's drives were compromised. Multiple Chinese groups have a long history of using USB worms to compromise air-gapped networks, but Kaspersky did not attribute the attack to any known APT group. A judge has sentenced a former U.S. Navy IT manager to five years and five months in prison for selling the personal data of thousands of people on the dark web. Marquis Hooper used his Navy credentials to trick a company into gaining access to its database to perform background checks. U.S. officials say Hooper used the access to collect data on 9,000 individuals. He sold their data on the dark web and earned $160,000. The stolen information was used for creating fake IDs to withdraw money from bank accounts. Hooper's wife also had access to the illicit account. She's scheduled for sentencing in November. Hackers associated with the anonymous movement have launched DDoS attacks against Guatemalan government websites. The hackers say the attacks are designed to show support for the country's pro-democracy protests. Public rallies have been taking place in Guatemala since August when the country's president challenged the results of recent elections, delaying the new president from taking office. 
Security firm Proofpoint says threat actors are increasingly using fake browser updates to deliver malware. The most active groups include Sokgolish, Fake SG, ZPHP, and Clearfake. Proofpoint says these threat actors insert web pages on hacked websites that promote an update for the user's browser. When users download and run the update, they also install malware on their systems. The technique has been used for more than a decade, but is seeing a resurgence. It's being primarily used to distribute info stealers and ransomware. CISA and the FBI have asked organisations to patch a recently disclosed Atlassian Confluence Zero Day. The Zero Day has been used by suspected Chinese APT in limited attacks since mid-September. The agencies say they expect the vulnerability to see widespread abuse due to its ease of exploitation and the availability of -of proof-of-concept code. The developers of the Exum email server have released a security update that patches another three zero-day vulnerabilities disclosed by the ZDI project. Exum developers had already released a patch for a different set of zero-days in early October. This latest update has now fixed all six vulnerabilities initially disclosed by ZDI's researchers. The Exum team has also deprecated all previous Exum server versions. Security firm Rapid7 has found six vulnerabilities in Titan MFT and Titan SFTP two file transfer solutions from South River Technologies. Although hard to exploit, the vulnerabilities can allow for full device takeover and have been patched by the vendor. Rapid7 previously found bugs in the Jscape MFT and Forta's Globalscape EFT server. The company says it started looking into the security of file transfer solutions after several products had been widely exploited over the past two years. Researchers from Sonosource have found two vulnerabilities in CASA OS, an open-source operating system used by some NAS makers. The two vulnerabilities allow attackers to bypass authentication and gain full access to the CASA OS dashboard. Patches for both bugs were released in July. And closing today's show, Air Vice Marshal Tim Neil Hopes has been appointed commander of the UK's National Cyber Force. Neil Hopes becomes the agency's second commander. He succeeds James Babbage, who left the NCF for the UK's National Crime Agency earlier this year. That's all for this podcast edition. Today's show was brought to you by our sponsor, Airlock Digital. Find them at airlockdigital.com.